Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ramblers, let's get rambling. everybody and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 548 of my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling right here on the Talk Shoot Network and one of the longest running single hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. I'm your host, Russ Hale. Got a terrific show lined up for you today with a lot of good stuff to talk about. Going to start things off by going a little bit back in time for a brand new release, courtesy of the great folks at the BBC. It is Doctor Who, the Tom Baker years, if you will, the complete season one on Blu-ray 6 set, where we go back to the fourth, first adventures of the fourth Doctor. Then we go from the world of Doctor Who to the world of video games with a brand new 4K Blu-ray release of Ready Player One, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video, where it's the fight to save the Oasis. And then we go from the future back to present day with a brand new release, courtesy of Universal Home Video, which I have not said in a very long time. And that is Breaking In, where payback is a mother. Starring Gabriel Union. And uh, because I'm feeling extra generous today, I'm going to in a fourth review. And that's going to be of Barry, season one, courtesy of HBO Home Entertainment. That's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. So I've got a jam-packed show for you today. So we're going to take a quick little musical interlude right up the first review of the show. My TV show on Blu-ray review for this episode is Doctor Who, the Tom Baker years. The complete season one on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at BBC Home Video. Now, if you're a long-time listener to this show, you know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of Doctor Who. I don't know if I call, call myself a Whovian, but I've been enjoying Doctor Who for a long time. And many people ask, when you're a Doctor Who fan, they say, who is your favorite Doctor? And most people, it's, you know, the one that you first started watching. And I'm a little bit on the older side. And so mine has always been Tom Baker. He's the one that kind of I discovered at first. And I pretty much seen almost every one of his episodes. At least once. Possibly. It's, I, I watched, but more likely I have. And when the BBC announced that they were going to bring his first season, so when they say complete season one, in reality, and here's me being nitpicky, uh, it's season one for Tom Baker, but by then of Doctor Who, we're talking, this was season, uh, season 
uh, 12 of the show. Of course, this is the introductory season of Tom Baker uh, as the fourth doctor. You get five ep- five episodes or five stories of the Tom Baker, the start of it, including Robot, the Ark in Space, the Sonterran Experiment, the Genesis of the Daleks, which is a big six-parter, and Revenge of the Cybermen. So that that is your kind of introduction here. And the companions this time around, when you start off, of course, is the fantastic Liz Sladen, who plays um, Sarah, and um, Ian Martyr, the late Ian Martyr, who plays Harry. They're, they're kind of the main companions in this one, uh, in these first few episodes. Now, uh, as, as a long... Now, I've... I've now, as a long time, a Doctor Who kind of video fan... A lot of these episodes I have had before, both both um, Ark in Space, uh, Sonterran Experiment, Genesis of the Daleks, have all been released on DVD quite some time ago. So this is the first time these have been released on Blu-ray. And you also now have, I added this robot, and Revenge of the Cybermen. Now, I, don't, I'm not, I, keep, I haven't keep track of all the Doctor Who DVD releases, because I just, I used to at one time, but not so much anymore. So I don't know if this is the first for Robot and Revenge of the Cybermen. So we'll see. But I, I love this concept. And I really hope going forward uh, that BBC does this. Now, if you know your Doctor Who, you know that the early years of the show, the uh, Hartnell and Troughton and Pertree, I'm going to talk Pertree years, the f- first, second, and third, a lot of that footage was lost because back in the day, in the 60s and early 70s, they had no concept of home video. So what they did, BBC did a lot, is they reused tapes. So a lot of those early episodes, only the audio exists because diehard fans used to record the audio off TV. So unfortunately, the video footage got lost in the archives because it got recorded over. Now, thankfully, you know, in the modern era, that they don't do that anymore, and every, everything from the classic who, from Tom Baker right up to the end of Sylvester McCoy's, that didn't happen. So all those shows remain intact. It's the early stuff. And the BBC has gone back, you know, and tried to do animation uh, segments to fill in the missing episodes. So that works. But for now... Here's what we have. Now, this is a really cool collection. This is on six um, Blu-rays. And for all you saying, hey, you know, I already bought these episodes like ages ago in DVD. Do I need to re... You know, why should I rebuy them? Okay. One. Okay. You're, you're getting the show on Blu-ray. And you're saying, ah, you know, how much better is it? It, it does. It does look... Just as good. And and you're saying to yourself, do I really need to buy this again? And I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to give you some reasons why. Now, a lot of you concerned, oh, well, you know, like myself, I, I have these older DVD versions of the show, these episodes, these heroes, stories. Should I get rid of them? And I'm going to tell you right now, don't. Uh, pretty much all of, of the original DVD special features, which include the info text, the production notes, a lot of the uh, featurettes, and all the audio commentaries, which is fantastic. Um, those are always fun to listen to, especially the ones with Tom Baker in them. And and a lot of the in the you know, the main scenes, a lot of stuff that stuff gets carried over into this release. So that's like, yay! 
Now, there are some exceptions to that rule. I went back and I looked back at some of my older DVDs of these episodes. And there was one there that had an extra, which for some reason didn't come over to this release. Now, I don't know why it didn't, but it didn't. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So for all you are thinking, oh, well, I got Blu-ray. I can junk my old DVDs. No, I wouldn't. Because um, that's not a guarantee. Now, in, in addition to, to the, the older featurettes coming over to this release, you know, the BBC said, hey, they were smart, said, you know, we realize some of you have already bought this before. But what we're going we're gonna to do is we're going to throw in a pile of new extras on this set just to entice you some more to rebuy these episodes. So including all, you know, the original optical CGI, uh, op- op- optional CGI effects. There's some episodes where you can watch either the original effects or super enhanced version, which I, I love old hokey effects. But as I said, the auto commentaries, rare footage, production information, subtitles, PDFs, all that's there. But the new stuff that you get, and you get... Quite a bit of new features. We're talking hours worth here, Whovians. You get uh, Tom Baker in conversation. This is a brand new, candid one-hour interview with Tom Baker. And now, I gotta say, at first, I wasn't too keen about the presenter. But but it is an interesting little look at behind the scenes. And this is the modern Tom. This is him in all his glory. So that's there. Uh, you also get a really cool featurette, and this one is in all and for each of the, the five stories on the set. The way it does is each story has its own Blu-ray, and then the sixth disc is strictly just new extras. Uh, you get a brand new featurette called Behind the Sofa. This is where they, they take uh, two teams. One team is Tom Baker, Philip Hinchcliffe, who was a producer for many of these older episodes, and um, and Sadie Miller, who is the daughter of Elizabeth Sladen. So that's one team watching each of these stories. And then the other team is like a companion team consisting of Louise Jameson, who, of course, played Leela, uh, who isn't in this block of episodes. So that's interesting that they didn't save her for the next block of stories, but more on that later. Uh, Janet Fielding, of course, was Tegan who was much later in the run of Tom Baker. And then the same goes with Sarah Sutton, who was Nissa, who was in a much later version. So I'm hoping it's great that you show these girls here, but if if you're going to do this behind the sofa thing, if we continue forward and do seasons of Dr. Who bring these ladies back. I love to see the reaction of Louise watching the older episodes with, with her in them and then going further along and with, with Janet and Sarah as well. And what these two teams do is you're getting their reactions to watching these episodes. And it's, it's about around 45 minutes or so. And it's, it's the, the kind of their candid reactions to the footage and the insights they have. So that, that, that's kind of cool. That, that's a uh, new feature. And it's interesting to see how the actors have aged. Uh, if you will. Uh, you also get new making of documentaries for the Sontaran experiment and the Revenge of the Cybermen. So they, they didn't have those before. So these are new ones that get thrown in. So that is really cool. You get 5.1 stereo sound mixes 
for the Ark in Space in Genesis, the Daleks. For all you those out there that are 5.1, man, you know, you can really hear some interesting stuff there. You still have a good model mix. I'm, I'm old school. I kind of like how it sounds. We're used to be done. You have that. You have optional updated special effects for Revenge of the Cybermen. So making it, I guess, less cheesy for modern audience. But I'm old school and I like old school cheesy special effects. Although I'm surprised they didn't do that for the Ark in Space. But hey, <laughs> then you get the TV movie version, which has not been seen since it was broadcast in 1975 of Genesis of the Daleks. Which is really cool. You get, and this is an even rarer thing, and I, I love this. You get a, a copy on here of the 1991 VHS release, which good luck finding this in VHS anymore. Um, of and 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 this is on disc for the first time of the Tom Baker years, and this is a two-part series. Uh, each part's about an hour and a half. For Tom Baker, back in 1991, Tom Baker sits down. And they make him, they, they throw in clips of his, of these episodes, and he essentially, um, they throw in clips of not just these episodes, but the whole run of his seven year run on Doctor Who. And he reacts to them. So we not only get his reaction to these ones, but the whole run from Robot right up to Legopolis. Uh, it's split up between these two. Uh, specials and that is really cool to to have that that is a great featurette i hope that in future releases if they do these for for peter davidson and and colin baker and sylvester mccoy if they had done this this stuff back in 91 for these previous doctors put those on the new releases as well i want to see the versions of this for peter davidson colin baker and Sylvester McCoy, too. So just know, BBC, you did this once. Please, if, if they did these for the other Doctors and the way the intro was done, looks like they probably did, uh, bring these on those collections as well, because that is really cool to see that. So, and, and then you have, um, you have some, uh, some more PDF production material, rare films from the BBC archives, and more. So there's just a wealth, hours I'm not kidding you. Hours worth of brand new extras on this release. Now, and it's, I like the, the packaging for this. These are all in individual flips. So they're easy to get at. They keep the discs nice and safe. That is cool. Uh, and and, and so, the, so this is really, I mean, a really good set. I'm really pleased by this. And I, it was fun to go back and, and watch these these old Tom Baker episodes because he's just getting the feel of the character. And yes, I guarantee you, you're going to watch Ark in Space and you're going to say, really? But really? And you got to go, let it go. All right? <laughs> it's the 1970s. I know modern kid audiences are probably going to look at that, especially all the ones that go, Really? These are special effects because they're spoiled, right? So, I don't know. Well, let's go to translate. Um, and if any show needed, like, some updated CGI, <laughs> but take it as you will. Um, that's what they had to go with back in the day. Uh, listen to the commentary on those episodes. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, and the commentaries are definitely worth listening to. Uh, overall, this is a great release. I hope this is a trend. This is the start of something that we're going to see a trend of, and they do all seven seasons of the Tom Baker years this way. And then eventually go back and do the Pertree and the Hartnell and the Troughton. No, I don't know if they're going to. And it's great to see a whole season or so of 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 a show. Because lately, you know, before that, it's all been the single story episodes. Now, as I said, this was season 12 of, of the classic Doctor Who. The only other kind of season run I have of the show on DVD, and I got this ages ago, was the the season where we had the um, the um, keys to time, and that was um, season sixteen. That was a really cool a DVD box set of all of those together. Previously, they hadn't grouped a bunch of them together like that before. If you can find it, go ahead. There's some great Douglas Adams stories in there. Um, but that this is, to my knowledge, the first time since then they've released a whole season. In one package. The nice thing about that one. That that one on DVD takes up a heck of a lot of shelf space. This is really skinny. On it. And and really cool. Uh, so that is that. Overall a really good start. As I said before. I really hope a lot of these extras. Especially the behind the sofa uh, segment. Uh, I hope that continues. In previous leases. Tom Baker is not getting any younger folks. BBC. You really need to get on this. If you haven't already filmed these. Get them done. Really, seriously, get these behind-the-sofa stuff done while he's still still with us. Because his reactions are really funny to see him watching this stuff. And if if there's behind-the-scenes stuff of some of these older episodes that you haven't filmed yet with Tom, do it. Any audio commentaries of the episodes, do it. We've already lost poor Liz Sladen. And it was kind of nice seeing her daughter as part of the panel. So, so you know, time is not on our side here. You need to get these done. If you're thinking about doing it with the other doctors, with, with the 5th and the 6th and the 7th, get on her. Because, you know, time is an enemy. And we all don't have TARDISes. Um, so, uh, a great set. If you've never seen Doctor Who before, I think this is a great introduction to the series. I love how they're starting off with this. Um, just a lot of fun and a really cool release. And it's not that expensive. It retails for around $60, $70. You're paying about maybe $10 per season. But the amount of extras on this, maybe 10 bucks or so per disc around that, the amount of extras on this is really good. So if you, you know, been holding off and, and, and can't track down some of these older Tom Baker stuff, definitely worth checking out. And I said, I hope this is a trend. To more Whovian stuff down down the road. Because the, the next set, uh, if they go true to form, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the next set of Tom Baker stuff, we should have the episodes of Terror of the Zygons, which is a really good one, Planet of Evil, the Pyramids of Mars, which is uh, Attack of the Mummies, uh, the Android Invasion, the Brain of Morbius, which is a really good Frankenstein story. Looking forward to that one. And and a really kind of wacky story, but 
And the last one in that group would be The Seeds of Doom. So that will be Season 2 to look forward to. And I hope the, the, the same quality goes into that. Because if it does, bring it on. Bring me some more Tom Baker. So that is my take of Doctor Who, Tom Baker, the complete Season 1 on Blu-ray. It's this set, courtesy of the great folks at BBC Home Video. My 4K Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Ready Player One, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Video. Now, this is based on a novel of the same name. I have not had a chance, Ramblers, to check out the novel, although after watching this movie, maybe I just will. We shall see. This is a very interesting film. This is directed by Steven Spielberg, and he has, uh, you know, he has kind of quietened down a little bit. And this is really a love letter to the 80s, much like Stranger Things is. And 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 I, I heard that about this movie, and absolutely it is. Uh, the quote on this one, I love reading quotes, is Be Excited For by Eric Davis of Fandango. And you know what? It really is a fun movie. The premise is this. This is set in a future, in a future time, where the world, you know, as usual in the future, the world has gone to crap. I don't know why. But every time we look to the future, future looks grim. In this one, a, a software has, a virtual reality has been created called the Oasis. And this is one of these ones that we keep, you know, they keep hinting about. And I want to live to see it, but I don't know if I'm gonna. With it, this kind of 
really hyper virtual reality where you put on a pair of goggles, you maybe put on some gloves, and some parts of this movie, it's a whole suit. And this immerses you in this world of Oasis. And the world, for the most part, has gone to crap a little. And so all these people are escaping into this virtual world. And this virtual world is like a gamer's dream. You can be whomever you want to be in this world. And and it, it really... It's one of it, this. This movie kind of reminds me of. Um, I almost going to call this Tron Two Point, the Next Generation, with a little bit of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in this as well, too. Why do I say that? Let me kind of put that out. So, so your main <laughs> your your main characters in this one are are it's and it's very has a very much kind of Goonies feel to it, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. Your main characters in this one are the the uh, a young kid called Wade who becomes Percival in the game, okay? And and the the founder of the game, the Oasis, uh, set up a a contest to find a hidden Easter egg. And if you know about Easter eggs, where if you find this hidden Easter egg within the game, you will get ownership of the game. It's kind of winner take all, and nobody up to the point in this movie has been able to do it yet. There's this race that nobody can win. And this is a crazy race. This is kind of like off, you know, racing extreme. Not only does it have a T-Rex in it, yeah, a T-Rex, but King Kong is your end-level baddie that you have to get past to get to the goal. Uh, so your main character in this one is is Wade, or per- Parseval, played by Ty Sheridan. You also have the character of Artemis or Samantha, played by Olivia Cook, and then the other uh, kind of kids in it are Ek, played by uh, Lena Waithe, and then you have um, Show, played by Philip Sow, and um, and then Dalto, played by Wynne Moraski, and 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 it's it's a really cool virtual world. In in this world, um, Percival uh, Wade drives the DeLorean from Back to the Future. And Artemis's vehicle of choice is a motorcycle from Akira. So there are tons of pop culture references in this. A lot of 80s music. This is, again, one of these movies I kind of wished I'd seen in the theater because it really is pretty cool, especially in 3D. would have been amazing uh, with this movie. And it's one of these movies <laughs> where... Where you, you literally, and I'll probably do this again. I'll, I'll rewatch it again with certain scenes and, and kind of pause it to go. Did, did I just see that there? Did I just see Freddy Krueger in this game? Did I just see this character? Also, the Iron Giant plays a big role in this movie. And, and a lot of characters are going, wait a minute. Um, did I just see that in this game? So it really is a, a, a pop culture explosive. Now, you can't have goodies without a bad guy. And there are, there are a couple of bad guys in this one. You have a mercenary, uh, I, I, Ironic, <laughs> played by D.J. Miller, who does a really funny kind of um, voice work for, for, the, for, the, uh, for the villain in this one. He's kind of like a flunky. Now, your main villain is Sorrento, played by Ben Mendelsohn. He is a good villain. In, in this one, T.J. Miller's character is more like just a, a flunky with a really interesting avatar design. So, so as the movie progresses, Wade is 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 trying to find this Easter egg, and Sorrento has 
uh, a team of virtual people called the Sixers that that are that are trying to get this key because they, through many machinations, now kind of own the Oasis in a way, a big chunk of it, and they want to keep control. And you have all these people that are going, hey, you know, we want a part of it. So you have that kind of going on. It's a really fun kind of adventure story. It's very Goonies because you have a bunch of kids trying to buck the system. And it's very Tron in, in that you have a lot of this virtual world. The Sorrento is very close to like the villain in Tron. Very much so. I had that same kind of vibe. It really would have been cool. I've, and it's a shame they didn't do this in the movie. I would have loved to see in that big car race scene to see a Tron light cycle. Or some kind of little Tron reference in there. Now, there might have been. I still have to go back to this movie and go, wait a minute. Let me go through all these scenes with a whack of players going. And let me just do some pausing and slowly going forward. Because so many stuff goes by so quickly it's like what did did i just see that it's a good story Uh, i I like the kids in it i like that these kids are not are are not um well-known kids so that kind of brings that whole kind of reality to it that there's a nice reveal of of what one of the kids is in uh, real life uh, for extras, you get journey alongside Steven Spielberg for the cast for 90 minutes. 90 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, of bonus content on this. Now, unfortunately, I don't know what it is with these big-time directors. It really irks me, Hollywood. No audio commentary by Spielberg. Now, I have quite a few Spielberg movies in my collection. But brrr, audio commentary, he's just, I don't know why I'm not a big fan of. You think he would be, but Donata, um, and and you get so much eighties nostalgia. There is just a, a buttload of clips on um how they how they use the DeLorean in this, and how the author actually owns a DeLorean. How they work with the author to get this in. A lot of the footage, a lot of this stuff was done mocap wise. So, so you know, so they they were wearing a lot of suits in this one. Uh, but but they did a nice mixture in this one of 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 kind of mocap work for their their avatars and then a lot of um, real life stuff. The the stacks design is crazy and how how like I couldn't I don't know if I really want to live in in a trailer park that's stacked on top of a trailer. That's just crazy. But yeah, you know it's future people do crazy things. Overall. Um, a really fun movie. As I mentioned, Roger Rabbit, it had that kind of Roger Rabbit feel. If you're watching old Roger Rabbit, you're going, wow, look at all those characters that get kind of thrown in. And this is very much similar like that. It's, it's another feel, it kind of is like Wreck-It Ralph when they're in that kind of main concourse and all the video game characters are walking around. It has that same feeling in the Oasis with this one. It's in that same kind of, wait a minute, I need to go back through the movie and I need to pause at its points because did I just see that character there? Did I just see that character there? Now, they are definitely hinting that the author is going to go back and write Ready Player 2. He did so well with this movie that that he's going to write a sequel book. And you know, folks, if they do a sequel book, it's just a matter of time before we see a sequel. Now, this story in itself kind of wrapped up. 
really well. I'm not going to say how, uh, but it did. And I'm thinking of, you know, if they do a sequel to this, it's going to have to be that some kind of element gets thrown in, some rogue element, and then our heroes got to rise again and fight to save the day. That's the only way I can think about it, because if you see the end of this movie, you're going, well, well, you wrap things up pretty good. So that's the only way I can I, I would applaud it this time. We'll see. Uh, they got a high bar to set with this one. I love the 80s music in this one. It just... And it really is a love letter uh, to it. Visual-wise, it's great. Also, um, Simon Pegg is in this one movie as well as the uh, curator uh, of the Museum of the Creator in this one. So that's cool. Uh, so we get a little, little bit of star power. I think it works so that these kids and these kids, some of these kids definitely have a future in acting. I really like the chemistry between uh, Wade and Samantha, Parzival and Artemis. I think those two really work well together and I hope that they find future projects. I uh, see. And the, the kids are cute. And I, I definitely think they have a future down the road. And, and I, if they do a sequel in two to three years time, Dang, I'm down for that. I'm even trying to go to theater to see it. But overall, a fun movie. Fairly kids safe too. There are some scenes that are fairly violent, but but not overtly. And so it's pretty family friendly out there. So all your parents, you're thinking, is this a safe movie for kids to watch? Yeah, there are scenes of violence, but we're not talking, you know, anything too gory. It's a nice little action movie. And yeah. Uh, I would say it's definitely fun. Nice to see the DeLorean. They, uh, they really did. Uh, they did say in the um, in in the uh, in the extras that they really went, really looked back and 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 worked to um, to get to recreate the sounds for that car. Also, Alan Silvestri is doing the score for this movie, which is terrific. He originally uh, Spielberg wanted to get John Williams, who he has worked with before, who would have been great as well. But John Williams was probably a little bit tied up um, with with Star Wars movie. And of course, uh, if you live under a rock, Alan Silvestri has been a very busy guy. You've recently heard his music in the Avengers movies, and he did it here. And what's interesting is, uh, besides a really good original score, they brought in a little Back to the Future references as well. And of course, that is coincidence because Alan Silvestri worked with Bob Zemeckis in the Back to the Future movie. So that was cool. A little throwback to some uh, other 80s gold. So that that is cool. Overall, a fun movie. Definitely worth checking out. This movie also came with um, a augmented reality experience, much like the um, Rampage package. I'm really liking this trend in... in um, in 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 covers i think this is a really good vibe i really had a lot of fun with the rampage one the only trouble is rampage one gave me a website and said download the app to install them all this one says is snap for an augmented reality experience i'm guessing snapchat i don't know nothing in there tells me ramblers if you say well yeah use snapchat to get ar if there is t- tweet me let me know I'll give you my Twitter at the end of this episode. Let me know what they mean by that, because it's a yellow sticker with some dots and a silhouette possibly of looking like a ghost. 
How do I use that? I want to know. If I figure around in the meantime, between sometime now and the next episode, I'll let you know. But if you have any insight, throw it my way. I'd be more than happy to hear from you. I always enjoy hearing from my listeners. So that is my take of Ready Player One on 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. My second Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Breaking In, courtesy of Universal Home Video. Now, this is uh, an interesting kind of suspense movie. This stars Gabrielle Union as a, a very tough mother. In this movie, she plays Sean Russell, who is a um, 
who is driving to a house, uh, the house of her late father, with her two kids, Glover, uh, played by Seth Carr, and her her daughter as well, uh, Jasmine, played by a, a Jonah, a Jonah Alexis. Hopefully, I'm saying her name properly. And and so they're heading off to her father's house to kind of you know close the the deal of sale. At the start of this movie, you see an old man kind of get run over. And it doesn't look like it was an accident. So then it cuts to them on the road. They're going to her father's house, who was recently deceased, uh, to kind of close the estate. They get to the house, and unbeknownst to them, within a few minutes, they arrive at this house, and they are not alone. No, four, four dudes have, have, have broke into the house, and they want to get a safe uh, of her late father. And we get, as the, the story progresses that her dad was not exactly a model citizen. And and the the house is kind of like that house in the old Jodie Foster movie where it's 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 really secure. Um so so these criminals suspect you know, well we kill the guy, we'll just show up at his house and his safe will be easy pickings. They didn't count on the the guy's daughter and his grandkids showing up. So at the start of this movie, the, uh, she gets locked out of the house and her kids get locked in with the criminals and they're like, you know, you need to tell us where the safe is or we're going to hurt your kids. So she essentially has to break in to this house because it's it's quite a secure house. It's like a little mini fortress. So her, her late father was super paranoid. It looks like he was super paranoid for a reason. So that is the whole premise, is that she has to break in. The husband in this picture is out of town. He couldn't come with them. Although later on, it's like, buddy, you picked like the worst time to show up. This is a very violent movie. Now, in this uh, Blu-ray, you do get an unrated director's cut of the movie. which inc- uh, but, but you also do get the theatrical version as well. Now... I did watch the unrated movie, and this is a very violent movie. If this is one of these movies, if you're kind of squeamish against violence against women, um, I would warn you, this very much reminds me of um, older movies I've seen where it's it's a woman kind of underestimated fighting off men. Um, I can't think of the names of them. But I've reviewed these kind of movies on the show. I think Day of the Woman, that kind of thing. Um, so it has that kind of feel. And the, these four guys are, are like there's one guy who's a super psycho <laughs> uh, in this one. Uh, your, your main kind of, um, but then you then you have the, the then you have the main kind of uh, villains in this one as well. Uh, Billy Burke is kind of the main villain, Eddie. And then you have his kind of flunkies that are around him. You're saying, Billy Burke, where have I seen him in other things before? His face seems somewhat familiar. And I'm saying, well, yes, uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know that I have reviewed the show Zoo on a number of occasions. And Billy Burke... I do believe is one of the stars of Zoo. Because I'm looking at him going, wait a minute, I know you from something, but I just can't quite place it. I'm thinking like, I've seen you in other movies before. 
Uh, he was also in Major Crime. So yeah, so the, one of the guys from Zoo who played Mitch Morgan in Zoo is the main baddie in this movie. Now, suspense-wise, it is pretty good. I mean, I, I gotta give props to Gabrielle here. She, whew, what a role she plays. Because she gets, these men are, are not very nice. She gets beat up and thrown down a lot in this movie. And it really is kind of a battle of wits between kind of her and Eddie. Because Eddie is really the smart one. We, there's, there's the psychopath dude in this one. Then there's one that she meets early on that kind of gets taken care of. And and then there's a, kind of a younger guy who's like, you know, maybe kidnapping the kids, maybe, you know, take it kind of easy. Kind of a reluctant bad guy. He's just in it for the money. Whereas Mitch is like, you know, or Mitch or, or the Eddie character is like, you know, I'm, let's, let's just get this done. Now, um, there there are quite a few extras in this one. You do get an alternative Oni opening at the gas station. is isn't much of an alternative opening. You do get commentary. See, this is my point uh, when it comes to commentary. Other directors, not so high in my directors, like, like this one for this movie, James McTague, they will do commentary. And the commentary this one is him and screenwriter. So these directors will... The, the, the lower tier will always give commentary on the movies, and I applaud that. Thank you, but it's the bigger ones that annoy me that don't. This also ranks as a fir- first race, first rate thriller, courtesy of Sean Edwards of Fox TV. Yeah, there are definitely some thrilling moments, kind of. Oh, uh, in this, you get a lot of extras for this single Blu ray release. You get One Bad Mother, A Lesson in Kicking Ass. Deleted and extended scenes, lots of those. A Hero Evolved, A Filmmaker's Eye by James McTeague, and then you get the commentary as well. So a lot of good behind the scenes and how they film this. It always gets me when I see behind the scenes and they show a point where the actress is, you know, in the movie, she's struggling on the ground while the, the antagonist is pulling her by her legs and trying, she's trying to get away. And then they show the behind the scenes of this and she's lying on a mat on the ground while she's struggling. I'm going, wait a minute, Hollywood. How do you get rid of the mat on the ground when you film this? Is that just the rehearsal? Okay, we're going to rehearse this on the mat first. They're dragging you, and then we're going to take the mat away, and then you got to do this for reals. Either they do it that way, or somehow they... Because I can see why they use the bag, because it's less pressure on the actress, right? She's dragging her chest on the floor the whole time. But if they if they film it that way, then how do they take it out? Inquiry minds want to know. I, I, I've never seen a behind-the-scenes where they go, okay, we're going to film this scene with the light on the mat first, and then we're going we're gonna to take the mat away, and then we're going to film it for reals. Or when they fall down, they hit the ground and hit the mat, and you're like, Ain't no Matt when I saw the movie. So, it's one of those little pet peeves in Hollywood. If I ever get a chance to speak to a big director in an action movie, I swear I'm going to bring that up. Because that just... Oh, many times I talk to maybe Matt Campania. If I ever get a chance to get him on the show again. I'm going to say, okay, explain to me how this works. Because boggles my mind. Overall, as a thriller, this is good. It doesn't take too long to get into the action. It it was it's within 
Um, the first 14, 18 minutes, we start getting things going. The kid actors are there. They're good at acting scared. There you go. Um, beyond that, also with the um, deleted extended scenes, you do get optional commentary with the director as well. So you can either watch them with commentary or without. I think that's cool. I always appreciate directors who put commentary with deleted scenes. It's not just, here's what we cut out. We listen to commentary and go, oh yeah, we cut this out because of this, because of this. Usually it's timing and pacing, typically. Um, but I see here the reasons nonetheless. Overall, a, a fun release. I have not got a release from Universal in such a long time. I am hoping this is more to come that comes from them. Of course, speaking of Universal, eventually down the road, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom will be coming on video. And let's just hope the gods smile upon me and I'll have a copy of that to talk to you about on the show. But overall, fun release, a good little thriller, and uh, uh, another movie where, where, where a woman is underestimated and they were very wrong to underestimate her. So that is my review of Breaking In on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Home Video. There's a man who leads a life of danger To everyone he meets he stays a stranger With every move he makes Another chance he takes The odds are he won't live to see tomorrow Secret agent man Secret agent man Giving you a number and taking away your name. Beware of pretty faces that you find. A pretty face can hide an evil mind. Well, be careful what you say, or you'll give yourself away. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow Secret agent man Secret agent man They've given you a number And taken away your name
Aging Man. My TV show review for this episode is Barry, season one, courtesy of the great folks at HBO Home Video. Now, HBO was kind enough to send me a digital copy of the first season of this really cool new show. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Also, I got a little bit of extras as well, too. Now, Barry, uh, the main the insert of Barry is Bill Hader. Of course, you see him on Saturday Night Live and a bunch of other things. He plays Barry Berkman. Now, Barry in this movie, in this uh, in this first season show, it's only uh, a few episodes in the season. It's only an eight-episode season. He, he and In this movie, in this TV show, Barry is a hitman. And he's been a hitman for as long as he can remember, for a long time. But he's a hitman that comes to a crossroads in his life. Now, also in this movie, we have in this TV show, we have Stephen Root, who plays Fuchs. Monroe Fuchs, who is kind of Barry's handler. Barry gets sent to Los Angeles to do a job where he has to he gets hired by some Chechen mob mobsters to take out a uh, an aspiring actor who's been sleeping around with one of the Chechen bosses' wives, or suspects that he is. So the so Barry gets hired to take this actor out. Now, as Barry's kind of scouting this actor out, he follows him into an acting class. And kind of gets roped in to 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 doing acting, and basically has an epiphany where he goes, "You know what? I kind of like this acting thing. Maybe I don't want to do that instead of killing people for a living." Now, in this in the show, Barry is an ex war wartime vet who, like with more most wartime vets, it's like, "Well, I just went through a whole." Chunk of my life of killing people, and I'm really good at it, so I don't really much else I could do that I'm good at, so he gets roped to be the mercenary. Now, I'm not saying, folks, that all military people will become mercenaries, but sometimes it's just hard to stop the killing. And Barry kind of justifies it that he only kills bad people, right? Only, you know, he doesn't, it's just a hired gun, he just kills other bad people. So that's his logic. So he gets roped into this world of acting in this acting class mostly uh because of one of the aspiring actors in played by uh, called sally reed played by sarah goldberg he uh, he gets attracted to her right away and 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 that kind of loops him in meanwhile the chechens are going hey barry why you not kill this man that we hired you to kill and and barry's like well you know i i you know i'm part of this class now now, what makes this show really funny is the acting class is actually led by Henry Winkler, which is hilarious. Good old, good old Defonz, still kicking around, still acting to this day. Forty more years past the days of Happy Days, he is still in television, and 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 his character is just so funny in this one. He is so over the top as an acting teacher. He's one of these acting teachers that um uh he plays gene who who you know who can't get a part but just can inspire he's even written wrote a book on this so this whole season barry is like you know he's really trying to pursue the act and he's telling fuchs you know i I just don't want to kill people anymore can i just stop killing people and the the, the, the you know the, the chechens are going you know we had you for the job but you're not doing job now the mobsters in this one are really funny um in this and um and they're they're played goran is played by glenn feischler and he is a super funny mobster just really stereotypical you also have noho played by anthony kerrigan 
who, who through the course of these eight episodes kind of kind of likes Barry a lot and and kind of really you know befriends him in a, in a weird kind of bromance there that Barry has nothing to do and Barry is his personality so the 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 kind of crux of the show is you have a man who spent the whole chunk of his last life being anonymous being this kind of silent killer and now he wants to go in an industry where you're kind of like right out there it's the total opposite when it comes to career change also as well too um you have you have cops in this and there's a lot of killing <laughs> uh in this in this show you also uh throw in this you also have a um a, a cop who who is is really uh Janice who who really played by Paula Newsom who yeah, early on there's a shootout and Barry isn't isn't really identified really well. And and so throughout this whole season, she's like, Who is this mystery killer? Who has killed all these mobsters? And they they eventually kind of you know go, Oh, well, it was their their war with the Bolivians. <laughs> and so there there there's a lot of dark humor in this show. Oh man. And the body count is really high. <laughs> Man, uh, this, there's one effect with a shot to the head. It's like, wow, uh, it, it's so quick. You just blink and you'll miss it. And Barry really, really is, he has good intentions. And and what I, I <laughs> and, and I meant to start off saying this, I'm starting this review starting right now. Because that's something he he, he so tries to quit, but. And that's a key phrase with Barry. It's, I'm starting this right now. As of this moment, I'm not going to kill anybody anymore. But that's a hard thing for him to keep. Uh, the, the relationship between him and Sally is interesting because at first she really treats him badly. He falls for her like a brick. And she, in some ways, it's kind of hard to like her because she really is a stereotypical kind of shallow up-and-coming actress who really is, it's all about me. Near the end, there, there's something about her that, that you kind of start to like, but then you're thinking to yourself, you know what, Does, is, is she really, you know, acting sincerely, or is she just putting up with them? Because it's in her best advantage to do so. And does she really care about as much as he cares about her? So I don't know how one side their relationship is. So we'll see. As as far as I know, this show has been picked up for a second season. And thank goodness, because the ending is like, okay. Um, so I'm really curious to see season two, where the fallout from season one is going to be. Because I'm telling you, the way season one ends, season two, there is going to be some fallout of what happens. So it's... Oh, we'll see the repercussions of what Barry's been doing. Well, it's a neat concept. I, uh, you know, I never thought I'd see a TV show where a hitman wants to become an actor. Uh, for extras, for what I was able to send, you do get some trailers, and you do get uh, HBO loves doing the inside look, so you get that for most of the episodes in this season. Now, I did get a digital copy of this release. I'm not sure if that will these extras will change when it hits a physical copy. That is down the road. 
I'm hopefully going to get a copy of that sent to me. And as soon as I get it sent to me, I will let you guys know about it. But overall, a really fun show. If you get a chance to check this out, please do. I This is probably the most enjoyable role I've probably seen Bill Hader ever do. He He does that kind of seriousness really well and and really works well for Stephen Root is hilarious he's just I have loved I you know I I've liked this actor ever since the days of news radio and every time he's in a movie he's good I mean it's just his character in this one he's like a lovable douchebag (laughs) it's like he's really kind of scummy but you're still rooting for him in, in, in a kind of way too so that is my take of Barry, season one, on, on video, courtesy the great folks at HBO Home Entertainment. Well, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me in a number of ways. And I know this has been a super long show, but thank you for bearing with me for this show. That's what happens when I go sometimes two weeks without recording and I have a lot to talk about. You can touch me with a number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss, at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and favorites on Twitter. Any kind of show updates, although I've been slacky a little bit lately, uh, generally appear on Twitter. Any kind of cover art for any books or videos that I do get, I generally like to throw them up there for y'all uh so give that a check out as always you can check out all my new shows right here on the talk shoe network i'm show 18411 that is my caller id on the brand new uh talk shoe website if you've had a look it's been totally redesigned i know it's kind of wonky but get used to it this is the new talk shoe so that is there for y'all of course, you can check out all my older episodes on my original website on the internet where i have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness Clean lots of old reviews, interviews, and convention coverage right at http full colon backslash backslash rambling russ r a m b l a n g r u s s dot libsyn dot l i b s y n as november dot com. That's original home on your net. You can find all my older episodes there and check out new ones right here on Talk Show. Coming up in future episodes of the show, got a lot to talk about on the way. Hopefully, uh, in the mail, I'll get a copy of Strike Back Season 5, courtesy of HBO, as well as a new season of The Blacklist. That is hopefully on its way to me very soon. Uh, What I do have on hand, though, I did get a a copy of Melissa McCarthy in Life of the Party on Blu-ray. That'll be coming up soon, courtesy of Warner Brothers, as well as another release from HBO called Here and Now, Season 1 of that TV show. As well, season one of Sneaky Pete, courtesy of Sony Home Video. Make my way through that. Still making my way through Scorpion season two. I know I need to get through that for you guys. And possibly in the future, my review of Batman Ninja uh, from Warner Brothers Home Video. That's all possibly coming up in future episodes of the show. And to kind of at least keep it uh, a bi-weekly show, uh, schedule permitting, that's why it's a little longer. I just have so much to talk about, uh, but we'll at least keep it bi-weekly. If I could go back to weekly, I would, but my life is just way too busy lately, Ramblers. And I'm trying my best to at least give you some 
kind of semi-regular content. We got a lot coming up, especially courtesy of our folks, uh, for the great folks at Paramount in August and September. A lot of shows uh, are getting released from Paramount, so I'll do my best to try to do some TV catch-up, get caught up with them, and review them on this very program. Make no promises. I'm only one man, so I will do the best I can do. That is it for me. Thank you for putting up with this super long show, but hey, that's just me trying to give you as much content as I can for you, my loyal listeners out there. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.